Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. As Mark said, it is, it's a delight and a joy every week to come into church because uh, it's a family that are just so full of love for each other. And Tom and I, from the very beginning, have always said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. That's what the Word of God tells us. And that's been our heart that the church would be built on the scripture that by this shall all men know we are his disciples, that we love one another. And you all love so, so well, and it's a delight. I was so blessed by those prophetic words tonight. Who was blessed by those words? You know, um, we do need to be careful not just to take it for granted. I would really encourage you. we had senior prophets prophesying tonight. Uh, every one of them are actually on our Australian Prophetic Council and, um, and lecturers in our uh, prophetic school. Hallelujah. And they, are, they were bankable words. <laughs> they were really wonderful words. I'd encourage you to go over those again. You can have a look on the live stream. God bless our live stream team. And, um, and look over those words because they were significant. And, um, and I, I take and weigh words very carefully. Um, very, as you would know, I'm very particular about prophetic words. Um, and the Bible says that we're not to despise prophecy. And one of the ways to avoid despising prophecy is to weigh it carefully. Does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up with the Scripture? Does it line up with the character of God? Does it, does it resonate with us? And I can tell you, the prophets in the room are all saying yes and amen. That resonates with us. Hey, Marie, how are you? they all resonate. And um, so if you feel that, that's a, that they are words that um, are impacting for you, I'd encourage you to, to even write them out and, um, and make a note of them and then pray into them and declare them and receive them for yourself because prophetic words are invitations waiting for our response. They're not inevitabilities all the time. They are, they're often invitations that require a response, that they are, they're there for us. If we'll take it, we'll say like Mary, be it unto me according to your word. We'll receive it into our hearts and, um, and then begin to declare it. Father, I thank you for tonight. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, you are glorious, you are wonderful, and we give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah. And as we, um, as we grab a hold of the prophetic words that the Lord is speaking to us, it's really important that we do respond in faith, grabbing it and saying, be it unto us, Lord, according to your word, that we take it and then we begin to say what God is saying beginning to take the word and decree what he's saying. Prophets around the world are telling us um, this is the decade of declaration. Hallelujah. If you look at the Hebrew letters, it's talking about the mouth, the the numbers of this new year and this new decade uh, speak of the mouth, the decade of declaration. And so we need to be very aware to listen carefully to what the Holy Spirit's saying, to come into agreement with him and to speak it out, to declare it, to say what he's saying. Hallelujah. Because the the word of God's a two-edged sword. 
I look at it like this. It's once in his mouth and in our mouths. It cuts both ways. We've been given authority in the earth and we have authority. We will have whatever we say, the Bible says. That death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So it's a season to be really consciously listening carefully to the invitations, listening carefully so that we can also be obedient to the little um, directions of the Holy Spirit. He says he'll stand behind us. He'll be, he'll be with us. He says, I will make your path straight. If we'll trust in him in all of our ways and acknowledge him in all our ways, he will make our paths straight, the Bible tells us. And that requires us to listen and lean into him. And you know, the other word that we've been hearing for a long time about this decade is the decade of acceleration. And supernatural acceleration uh, is, is a glorious thing. Things are gonna happen faster than you think you're ready for. Uh, God is, is causing the, the um, reapers to overtake the sowers. There is so much glorious opportunity as God is divinely accelerating things. But in that time of acceleration, obedience becomes even more important. Because when you're traveling at high speed, disobedience can cause greater problems than it would if you were at a lower speed. So if you were driving and you um, made an illegal lane change and you were um, going at high speed, you could cause a terrible accident, killing yourself and others around you. But if you don't put your indicator on and you're just driving slowly in the car park, it may not have as much damage. So when we are going at high speed, while obedience is important all the time, it becomes even more crucial in a season of acceleration. You have to give it more focus. You have to be more alert. I know when I started riding on the back of my husband's motorbike on Friday night and he went on the freeway, I just about freaked out. I thought, oh, this is so fast. And I, my body language, everything just went really concentrated on holding on because I didn't want to fall off at high speed. It would be very bad. I understand about high speed even better than I did before. Hallelujah. <laughs> but disobedience at high speed causes crashes. And so it's a season that we need to be very careful to consider what we do, to do things carefully, to keep our focus. When you're driving quickly, when you're going at high speed, you have to give more attention. You have to keep your eyes focused on where you're going. You need to pay attention to be fully aware and fully awake, fully alert, hallelujah. And so we are in a time of supernatural awakening where the Lord is awakening us so that we're not going to just um, live in a place of, of being half asleep in the light as Keith Green used to sing, but that we would be fully aware and fully awake and we'd recognize what's happening. We'd recognize the opportunities. We'd grab them when we see them and that we would be intentional to realize that, hey, when he gives us a little suggestion or a little word, that it's not just a suggestion. It's actually his best for us and by not being obedient, we could get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. It's not that we should be afraid, but he promises that his sheep 
hear his voice. And he says, in every temptation, I will make a way of escape for you. All you need to do is ask the helper. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He says, I've got every answer for you. I've got every way of escape for you. If you are feeling tempted in a, to be disobedient in some way, ask me for help and I will help you. It's his promise. He says, I am your ever-present help in time of need. And you know, the faster we go, the more grace there is, the more uh, that the Holy Spirit is, is ready to help us because he never asks us to do something that he doesn't give us the grace to do. Hallelujah. And so you can have confidence in this season that as you tuck yourself into him and listen carefully to his voice, he will make your path straight. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. And God will show you, he'll lead you if you listen to him. He says, I will guide you with my eye. Hallelujah. Not with a bit and a bridle, which means he's not, going to, he's not there to smack you and to, to whack you, but he's there like a bridegroom with a bride. He's not there going, come on, sort your feet out. He's looking into your face. He's looking into your eyes and wanting you to look back into his. And he trusts that you and he are so one that you will sense and know just with the leading of his eye where he's gonna go next. It's an invitation into intimacy that will empower divine acceleration. Acceleration that doesn't need two or three prophets to come to you to tell you what you need to do but an invitation for you to be able to hear his voice, check it out in the word, and, and, and with, with good counsel, make decisions and run with him to listen to his leading. When he whispers and says, don't send that, don't do that, you can listen to him and go, okay, you're smarter than me. Your ways are higher than my ways. But he says, go and talk to this person. You don't have to go, oh, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't you? Should know, you, can, you can know, yeah, I know that's you. The still small voice in me, I know that's you. And as you move, you can have confidence that he'll move with you. I have learned one thing in my years with the Lord, which have been many. And this I've learned, are you ready? Yes. God is smarter than me. Preach. Every time, every time, every time, every time. God is smarter than me. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And he always has my best interest at heart. Amazing, amazing. The Bible says he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's us, hooray. So you can trust him. He's not gonna lead you astray. He's not gonna lead you uh, somewhere that isn't going to be good for you in the long term. His ways are higher than our ways. Can I hear an amen? amen? Hallelujah. Well, I have a scripture for you. I'd love it if you would turn with me, hallelujah, to the book of Haggai. Praise the Lord. By the way, I have 
my husband, my wonderful husband, loves me very much. He bought me a new Bible. Praise the Lord. And it has my name on it. It's, I am very blessed, so I'm just going to show it off. Thank you, Jesus. He may have conspired with Mark Greenwood to find out about them, and I greatly appreciate it. Hallelujah. The book of Haggai. Don't be jealous. Good things come to those who wait. Praise the Lord. I've waited a very long time to get a Bible with my name on it. Praise the Lord. Always wanted one. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Haggai chapter 2. Verse 5. The Lord says to them, as for the promise which I made you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit is abiding in your midst. Do not fear. Do not fear. The Lord loves to tell us this over and over and over again. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. When he was announced on the day that Jesus was born, the angel said, don't be afraid. Fear not. God is with us, Emmanuel. His spirit is in our midst. He is with us and you don't have to be afraid. God's love casts out all fear. And if you're feeling fear, then you just come to him and say, help, I trust in you. You are my strong tower, you are my refuge. And listen to hear his voice because the comforter wants to help you. Hallelujah. I love the word of God. As for the promise which I made for you, made you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit is abiding in your midst. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I'm gonna shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the wealth of all nations and I will fill this house with glory. That's a word for us. I'm taking that too for our church. Hallelujah. He will fill this house with glory. Hallelujah. He's going to fill your temple with glory. Hallelujah. And you know, but I, as I look at this and I, I, I'm listening to what the Lord is saying, once more in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house with glory. You know, I believe there is a supernatural shaking going on, that we're gonna see natural shakings, we're gonna see things that can be shaken, shaken, so that those things which cannot be shaken will remain, hallelujah. So when you're in the midst of a shaking, trust him that he knows what he's doing. God is smarter than me. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is smarter than me. He is trustworthy. God is smarter than we are. And he's gonna shake those things that can be shaken so the things that can't be shaken will remain. In other words, the things that are not for your good are being removed. The things that are not 
what you need to be focusing on in this time of acceleration are being shaken and removed. Like a bullet in the barrel of a gun, there is a, a divine refining of focus. You know, if a, if a, a barrel of a gun is straight and narrow, then it causes the bullet to go straight and fast, hallelujah. His ways are perfect and his path is narrow, hallelujah. But as you look at him and as you allow him to refine your focus and in this time of awakening, shake away the distractions, the stuff that you don't need, the noise and the clutter in your head, the relationships, the things, the situations that are unhealthy in your life, God is gonna cause them to be shaken so that that which is meant to remain will remain, hallelujah. Once more, in a little while, I'm gonna shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also, and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the wealth of all nations and I will fill this house with glory. I really believe that in this time of supernatural acceleration and harvest, we are gonna see the provision come from unexpected places. It's a word from God that he promises to provide all of our needs according to his riches in glory. That is extravagant. God is not scrimping and struggling to find the provision for your vision. He knows what you need. And as you go to him like a little child and say, here, Daddy, I trust you. This is what you've said, so this is what I say, calling those things that be not as though they are. You speak it out, you decree it. You can then look to him and say, thank you, Father. You know all of my needs before I even ask. You know we need provision for this vision. So thank you, Lord. You are bringing it from unexpected places. Hallelujah. In this time of acceleration, you are our provider. Hallelujah. You can make it your declaration. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. I'm taking that as a word for us. Hallelujah. Who takes it and receives it? Grab a hold of it. Say, be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. Uh, you know, James Graham and I, we started doing this years ago, didn't we, Rochelle? It was quite funny. I remember being in a conference in Adelaide um, with James and Rochelle, and my friend Sapraza Satoli um, was preaching, and he was talking about some of the people he'd seen raised from the dead. He was talking about some of the amazing things that he'd seen. And we recognized, we'd had lots of conversation. We, we love um, the way that Bill Johnson would say that um, testimony means do it again. Yeah. 
And so every time we'd hear a testimony, we'd grab it and we'd receive it and we'd say, okay, that's a, that's a prophecy. That, te that testimony is a prophecy that I can take and have for my destiny, have for my future. And so Surprise is releasing these incredible testimonies about things that had happened in Africa. And um, I could see James, uh, I, I started actually just grabbing a hold of it in, in faith physically on the front row, I just started saying, right, be it unto me, Lord, I receive that. Be it unto me according to your word. And then I looked down the row and there was James going, double portion, double portion. <laughs> and you know, I love that and I know God does too because he's waiting for you. It's just, it's there in the air, just waiting for whosoever would believe. Every testimony you hear, I, my, I'm gonna, gonna have a bit of a break over the next, um, not this week, but the following week or week after that. And I've already got my book ready of testimonies, hallelujah, of miracles and revival because I wanna feed on the faithfulness of God and I wanna hear and see and think about things that I haven't yet seen so I can grab them in faith and say, I'm gonna let that testimony be a prophecy of my destiny, hallelujah. Because the heart of God is that all of the works of Jesus and greater works than these, we would do. So you don't have to say, well, is that a prophecy for me or not? If it's something that Jesus did or it's something that Jesus would do, it is an invitation for you, waiting for your response. It's there if you wanna have it. He's laid a banqueting table before you in the presence of your enemies. Whosoever will take it, say it, be it unto me according to your word. Begin to speak it out and activate it, create it with their words. The will of God will be done in your world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. You know, I, I remember when I turned 45, and um, I, I'm 49 now, praise the Lord. Praise the, thank you. So when I turned 45 though, I had some really serious health challenges. I had a really serious situation going on in my life. It, I was very discouraged. And I started to have the little thoughts of, oh, maybe now you're just gonna have to wind down. And I woke up on my birthday on, when I was 45, 24th of May, just so you remember. <laughs> And I woke up on my birthday morning and I said, as I always do, good morning, Lord. Hello, Jesus. Hello, Holy Spirit. And I heard him say this. He began to remind me and he said, how old was your grandmother when she passed away? And I said, oh, I think she was in her late 90s. And he said, imagine if you lived even just as long as she did, how long, how much more life would you have? And I thought I did the sums. I realized that's more than I've ever lived. That's actually my whole life over plus some. Wow. 
And then I thought, wow, okay, well, if I was to live as, just, just as long as she did, then I have my whole life to live over again, plus some. What would be the point of winding down now? Like, I've just gone through all of that learning and growing. Finally, I'm at a point where I'm starting to get a little bit of wisdom. Now I get to live my whole life over again, plus some. You know, I really believe the Lord wants people here tonight to begin to think about what the latter house is going to look like. That the former house, it says here, the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. God says your best days are yet to come. Hallelujah. That there is not a time to get despondent or discouraged or afraid. It's a time to dream the dreams of God. Now, we know that nothing, nothing is guaranteed. We don't have a guarantee on how long we're going to live. We need to live each day to its fullest. We need to um, carefully uh, number our days and realize that each one is a gift from God, but we need to live purposely and deliberately, believing, hallelujah, the word of God that says, hey, you go from glory to glory and strength to strength, hallelujah, that you have so much to give. If you've learned something over this past decade, God has increase, blessing, favor, and he wants you to be a blessing with what you've received to others in the coming decade. Hallelujah. You have something to help other people. You have something to be a blessing with. If you've been saved one week, you've got something that you can share with someone who hasn't yet received salvation. If you've been saved 20 years, you have so much history with God that you can encourage and celebrate and disciple others with. Hallelujah. If you have, um, if you've grown and learned and you've been through pain and hardship, you've got so much foreign currency that you could take and sow in faith. Because the Bible says, for your former shame, pain, and disgrace, I'll give you double recompense. So if you've got stuff that you regret, if you've got pain, if you've got shame, if you've got disgrace, if you've got mistakes, they don't define your future but you can take them, sow them, and God will give you double recompense in this coming decade. Amen? Double, double, 2020, double, 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 double. God wants to give you double for your trouble. Hallelujah. He is a faithful God. You know, I really believe too that as we humble ourselves before him and take time to allow him to shake those things which need to be shaken in our lives, we can have a joyful expectation of good. We can have a joyful 
expectation that he is making it all work together for good. If you don't have that bubbling up, then you need to start meditating on the truth of what he says and start speaking it. Do you know you can shift atmospheres with what you say? I was in the car yesterday with Tom and Emily and uh, we just went round and round playing our game. They're such good sports, hallelujah. And we began to make declarations about this coming year for ourselves. And it was so lovely to hear them as, we, as we'd go around. I'd take my turn, Emily would have her turn, Tom would have his turn. And, um, and hearing them make declarations about the, the family, about their future, about what God was gonna do uh, with the church, with their lives, with their ministries. Uh, as, he, as they began to speak out what God was going to do, you could feel the atmosphere in the car change. I felt the, the pleasure of God as he leaned in to listen to the faith-filled declarations about what God wants to do. You know, it's a really good habit to, to um, develop in your family, with your friends, to go round and round and call those things that be not as though they are. We made, I made declarations like, um, this, we're going to have, we have our, a new building, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Um, Emily made declarations like, I can't remember exactly what she'd say, but, she, but she, she made declarations about her year this year at the academy and what was going to happen, it's so exciting. Um, Tom made declarations about our family and about family members that were going to be saved, calling them in, calling them saved. And, um, and as we began to do that, we saw hope rise. And I felt it. I was encouraged as I heard their declarations and it spurred me on with my declarations. And you know, I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to spur every one of you and everyone listening on with hope as you open your mouth and start to call those things that be not as though they are. Start making declarations over your finances. This year, we are prospering. Our whole family is walking in divine health. You can make declarations about what it says in the Word of God. You can create with your words, hallelujah, because the Bible says you will have whatever you say, hallelujah. So look at the Word of God. What are His promises? Praise God. Uh, the dead are raised in my ministry, hallelujah. I can make that declaration because Jesus did it and whatever he did, I have a promise that I can see happen. I can make declarations that, um, about prospering and being health because the word of God tells me that it's his will for me to prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. So I speak it out. I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm well, I'm blessed. Uh, we make declarations over our children, over our friends, and over our family. What today do you need to decree? What today do you need to start to speak about? The heart of God is to release hope in you so that you can be a hope bringer to everyone else around you. You know, people want to be around people that are life-giving, 
and you have access to the only one that can continually breathe life into you. I've been reading um, the Passion Translation, the book of Genesis over the last day. Um, I went out with Sarah and Emily for a brunch the other day and Sarah's saying, I got the Genesis Passion Translation and I got so excited. I then, um, we went from that breakfast and I had a meeting with Mark and Christine and I went back into my room and Emily had slipped out while I was in my meeting to Kurong, bought Genesis for me, wrapped it up with a bow and put it on my desk. I know, praise the Lord, she is lovely. But I love all the um, footnotes, so it's really encouraging. But as I've been just reading through the first few chapters of Genesis and studying the footnotes, and I've just been overwhelmed with the life giver, the one who breathed life into us and who continually hovers over us to breathe life into our situations today, to breathe life into us every day as we look to him and say, fill me, he promises those who wait on him will renew their strength. They will not run, they'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. They'll mount up on wings as of eagles. God's heart is to breathe life into you today. He wants to breathe hope into you today. Get around some people and play the game. Go around the circle. Make some declarations, calling things that be not as though they are. Speak it out as though it's already happening. Let the breath of God fill your mouth and speak it into existence as we step into this decade of declaration. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father, we say thank you. Thank you for hope. Thank you for double-double. Thank you, Lord, that you give us double recompense. Father, I thank you that for our former shame, pain, and disgrace, you give us double for our trouble. God, you, you are so good. Even where we've made messes, you make miracles out of messes. Where we bring you ashes, you give us beauty. Where we bring you a grief, you give us joy. Father, you are so faithful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful God the miracle worker, the way maker, the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way, the one who gives us the beauty instead of ashes. Why don't you just take a moment and just think about any ashes you have in your life right now. Disappointments, stresses, worries. Why don't you just bring them to him right now and just take a moment and say, Father, thank you. You are the way maker. Thank you, Lord, I can exchange my ashes for your beauty. Father, I thank you that you are faithful and true. God, I thank you for my, even as I bring you my messes and the, and the mistakes and the sin, God, you give us grace, you give us righteousness, and you give us double for our trouble. You bless us with honor where we've brought shame on ourselves. You are amazingly good. God, I thank you, Lord, as we sow our pain. Lord, you delight to bring us blessing. Father, we give you worship. We give you thanks. The stronghold of our lives, the one that we run into, we engage in divine exchange right now. And Father, I'm asking that you'd fill their hearts with hope. Lord, that you'd fill their mouths with declarations. God, that you'd empower them, you'd inspire them, you'd speak to them, even as you spoke to me on my birthday morning. God, 
them that you wouldn't remind them of the hope that the latter house is going to be greater than that of the former. Lord, I speak blessing over them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we're going to uh, take communion. Hallelujah. I believe, yes. Praise the Lord. God bless our wonderful service teams. We love you. Hallelujah. And, um, and be praying for youth camp too as it comes up. That is going to be so amazing. I really appreciate you praying for our youth. I got saved on a youth camp. Give me a wave if anyone else got saved on a youth camp. Yes, praise the Lord. Lives are changed. People are delivered, saved and set free. So it'd be wonderful if you could be praying. But before we take communion together, I just want to ask you this. If you're here and you know in your heart you haven't surrendered your life to God. The Father wants to envelop you with his love. He wants to give you beauty instead of ashes. He wants to give you righteousness instead of your shame. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin so we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. He tells us that if we come to him, if we will repent, turn from our sin and say, help Jesus, you are my savior, and believe that he forgives us, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. It's just a matter of engaging in divine exchange, where we say, Lord, I come and I give you my sin, and we receive by faith righteousness. We give him our lives, and we receive in exchange his eternal life, hallelujah. And as you do that, the Bible talks about us being born again, where we give him our mess, we give him our lives, and he gives us eternal life. He also says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. It's like a wedding where you say, yes, I choose you, God. So if that's you today and you know in your heart you're, you haven't got your life right with God, but you wanna do that, you wanna repent and receive the grace of God, the Bible says that he promises to wipe out all of your sin and give you a brand new heart and he will make mention, no mention of your past sin. He will remember them no more. If you're here today and you know in your heart you need to respond to the Savior and you want to respond to the mercy of Jesus, receiving eternal life, I want to pray for you. Is there anyone here that says, yes, I want today to be the day that I cross the line and receive Jesus as my Savior? Just wave your hand at me if that's you. So Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.